Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. In a valley. On a mountain. I behold only God. In hardship, I see him by my side. In ease and well-being. I behold only God. Like a candle, I melt in the spark of her flames. I behold only God. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> this is Mara. And we are honored that you are here today. Excuse me, I've got just a little bit of a frog in my throat. Uh, Brian uh, will be calling in in just a few moments, and so we're going to go ahead and begin the show today. <coughs> I do apologize. Letting go of defensiveness and embracing the wonder of you. Our call-in number is 646-595-3584. And let me assure you, I think we all do it now and again. And if you don't, you are a remarkable, balanced person. And what is it that we do? We explain why we did something. And so we're going to look a little bit today and talk about why we feel the need to explain ourselves and letting go of that need. Accepting that we do our very best. You know, I think that many times in the explanation, we end up causing people discomfort. And we create images that may not have been there at all. And we can leave someone to ask us, why did you do that? And so um, let's look for living our highest selves. The music playing behind us is a Niles, Be Still Thy Soul. It's a reminder, just the rhythm alone, without even hearing the words, is a reminder that if we just open our hearts to our minds and our minds to our hearts, we can expose through the unitary combination, we can expose ourselves in love. Feel the presence of God around us. Since we're waiting for Brian to come in, and I have a feeling that we may end up talking the entire time, what I would like to suggest that we do now, this morning, is that we will start by joining ourselves together, by joining our breath with God, with each other, and becoming a unitary force here this morning, those who are listening now and those who share this morning at a different time. And what we're going to use to do that is, I'm looking for something that's not too long because I don't want to, I, I certainly don't want to miss bringing Brian in the very moment he comes. And so why don't we take a few minutes and just bring ourselves together and I would invite you to get into a comfortable position and I would not invite you to begin breathing and as you breathe in I'm going to suggest that you think I am enough just as I am a little longer than normal I am enough just as I am. And as you breathe out, listening to Solar Wind Interstellar, I would like for you to breathe out, I am loved. 
So let us breathe in together, breathing in, I am enough, just as I am. Pulling the energy of that thought. You may say it many times as you're going through this. Pulling it up the front of your calves as you pull a long, deep breath. Up your thighs, across. I am enough as you're pulling it up through your chakras, reminding yourself of your inner divinity, of your value, of the special you that is waiting to display itself. Pulling that energy up, go through your chakras, letting go of any fears you have. Opening yourself to the creativity of this moment, the creativity of joining with God in your breath. I am enough. Continuing to pull that breath up across your solar plexus and heal yourself. You are enough to heal yourself just as you are. Pulling the breath further up into your heart. Thrust back your shoulders. Deliberately thrust them back. Doesn't that feel good? To expose your heart to the world because you are enough just as you are. You are fearless. You are creative. You are healed. And now pull that breath up to your throat chakra. And some of you may have had more than one breath. And don't worry a minute about it. This isn't about comparing ourselves to some imaginary perfect standard, but instead developing our own method of breathing in and connecting our breath with God's. You're going to go through your throat chakra, and that is the zone that we cause so much pain in our society with written words and spoken words. Words. Resting in the voice chakra. Spoken words. And now you're going to forgive yourself because you are enough just as you are. Forgive yourself for ill-conceived or ill-spoken words. Now, pulling that breath up, I want you to come to the third eye, the zone between, on the center of your forehead. And that is your zone of manifestation. And I want you to manifest out now, you, enough unnecessary for you to explain who you are unnecessary for you to defend your actions because you have set as your standard being enough and doing what is right and serves you and that is being love and now pull that breath up and I'd like you to imagine the top of your head opening up crown chakra opening up and now your breath is going out and connecting with the ether of all that is you are joining your breath with God sit in this spot for a moment and continue to breathe in I am enough just as I am Every time, feeling your breath reaching the top of your head and joining with God's breath and then blowing out, I am loved. Let's sit here in this beautiful spot for two minutes. That's a long time. It's a long time, and yet we make it short. And use that to explain why we don't join our breath with God.
now I would like you as you're taking in your next breath, reminding yourself of how you are enough just as you are. As you reach the place where your breath completes its journey through the inward side of your body and joins with God's, I'd like you to reach out your right hand or your dominant hand and take the hand of God as you know God to be. And now, breathing out, breathe out, I am loved and feel the warmth, the pleasure of the pressure of God's hand in your dominant hand. You are enough for God to come today and sit beside you and hold hands with you. Breathing in, I am enough just as I am. Pulling the energy of that realization now. Feel the expansive breath that you are pulling in now. Feel the front of your calves beginning to light up and sparkle with the joy, the remembrance of being one with God. Pull that breath up through and across the front of your thighs and feel that energy and now cross over Feel the divining rod within you, your your chakras, as you pull your breath up, reminding yourself that you are enough just as you are. And when you get to the top of your breath, to the crown chakra, and your breath merges with God, feel the electric energy that comes across your shoulders as it releases you, as God releases you from the worries and travails of life, from the fears of not being enough, from striving for perfection when perfection is only as you define it, only your idea. Letting it go. Breathing out, I am loved just as I am. And now I'd like you to reach out your non-dominant hand and take the hand of your friends, God. And as you hold that God, now feel the charge of God's love moving through your body, across your shoulders, down your legs, as you remind yourself, I am loved just as I am. Now I want you to feel in this next breath the reverberation in your body, the energy in your body, as you realize there is nothing you have to do to be okay with God. You are okay right now and will continue to be. You are enough. Set for a moment in your third eye, the zone of manifestation, imagining yourself as you imagine yourself to be now, sitting surrounded by God, as friends join the circle now and forever, adding their energy to this powerful circle of love. And now let us all send love. Focus your mind on I am sending love to the world. I am sending it to the capitals where political decisions are made. 
I am sending it to the churches, the synagogues, the mosques, the temples, where spiritual decisions are made. I am sending love to homes, whether they be huts, blankets on the ground, walled-in structures, large and small. There is no one who doesn't feel and receive your love now. As we join in changing the way people think about themselves. Continue to sit holding that thought. And I'm going to put on Anahata's Heaven because that is where you are right now, heaven on earth, sitting together, unified by a common band and bond of love. Feel the energy of the love. Feel the love coming around our group and expanding. Most of us have seen images of atomic weapons going off and that reverberating from the core of the atom breaking. Now we are breaking the atom of love. See it spreading out from the center of our circle, going out like a powerful iridescent wave, expanding out further until it's like a cloud of love, a bubble of love encircling our planet, coming from you. We are enough. And those who doubt, then I am enough just as I am and as you breathe out I am loved just as I am There is no need for naysayers or doubters because we know sitting here now, hand in hand with each other and God, that we can make a difference by manifesting love, starting first with love for ourselves. I'm going to let Anahata Heaven play out in silence as you bring yourself back. And I encourage you to keep your dominant hand in the hand of God. So even when you've brought yourself completely back from your meditative posture, so that you remember that feeling, your cells remember the feeling already. Now you remind your mind so that it's always there for you to call on any time you feel the need to explain why you are right, why you did what you did, the choices that you have made, the actions that you have engaged in. You are enough. You are loved just as you are.
Good morning, my friends. Good morning. Blessings to each and every one of you. I am so pleased that you have joined us today. It is wonderful to have you here. It is wonderful to talk about loving ourselves and loving others. I can't speak for other people, but I know when I was growing up, we were discouraged from loving ourselves. The people who were considered altruistic and were touted in our church were the people who wore themselves down showing how much they loved others. And that is good to show that you love others. But to sacrifice yourself takes away something from the love that you are sharing. And it models to people that you have to care not about yourself. And that is not what we read in all religious texts and spiritual philosophies. It is believing to love others as you love yourself. And that's really at the core of the discussion that we're going to have today. Hopefully not a, um, a unitary speech here. I'm waiting for Brian. I may call him soon. But instead, we are not loving ourselves. We are feeling defensive. We feel the need to excuse ourselves, to give reasons for our life choices or our, our actions. Now, that doesn't mean that every action that we engage in is laudatory. But you know what? The reality is every decision that we make at the time we make it, based on all we, all the individual person knows at that time, is the best decision that person can make. And then after that, we start living in the rippling river of our decisions. And so many times, as we start to rationalize and explain our decisions, we become more embedded in the decision than we would have been if we would have just allowed it to be. Or, if instead of trying to explain it to make it right, if we've reached a conclusion it isn't right because of the response of others or because of our own thoughts. I mean, surely I'm not the only one in this conversation that has said things that I regretted having said. And what I'm always amazed at is the times when I say, you know, I don't think I should have said that. I'm not quite sure that accurately reflects how I feel. Wow. Well, I don't have to talk about it anymore. I'm done with it, aren't I? I put it back and I said, that's not who I am. That may have been who I was in that moment. That may have been my very best decision at that time, but that's not who I am anymore. And I'm just not going to hang around in those emotions of defending something that I don't believe anymore. And how often do you find yourself, you know what, I don't know why, but my guides are talking about gossip. I try to avoid it, but I don't succeed always. I, I, am, have, I can't speak for the rest of you, but I can speak for myself that I don't feel happy talking about other people. Now, someone may do something that I wish they had done differently, and I'm, I'm just like every other human being. I may say something about it, but I don't need to talk it to death. Where that becomes the only focus of my mind, the only focus of my conversations. And I begin explaining why I'm acting toward that person in a way that is less than loving. Because I've allowed it to take on more moment. I've gotten caught up in the river of events flowing from something someone else said or something I said, <coughs> pardon me, and I don't take time to step back and think. I don't take time to step back and say, 
is this really who I want to be? Last night, I got an email from a friend, and and he is caught in something that's beyond his control. Everyone out there who's listening right now who's been caught in something beyond their control, lift not your dominant hand, which I believe is holding the hand of God. And it's just probably patting you right now because you're going to lift your hand. Everyone who's been caught up in someone else's garbage, raise your hand. I think that I'm seeing every hand of every listener, their non-dominant hand up. Something has happened where suddenly you feel like you're in the middle. And how do we normally in our today's world try to get out of that? Well, we do know there are some places when when we're in the middle we're shooting guns. Since I doubt that any of you are shooting guns and it's going to take an awful lot of energy, many, many, many meditations where we're circling ourselves and breaking the atom of love and having it reverberate out. It's going to take many meditations like that to have people to put down their guns. And then, of course, follow closely behind guns our fists and, you know, kicking feet, violent reaction to being in the middle, flailing to release yourself from this situation over which you have no control. But probably the most common response is words. And I think that if there's a pattern to it, and, and I can't say there is, although I'm an older woman, so I probably could say that over the course of my life, I've noticed some patterns. First, people usually start by saying, by probably thinking, I'll be honest, I think they think a lot of words in their mind, and they work up a bit of an anger. And then... When they start talking, they start talking about why this isn't really their issue. But it doesn't end with this isn't my issue. It moves then to it is XYZ's issue. And we pick favorites among the people who are actually moving the situation forward. So we uh, either are with one group, the us group, and against the other group, the them group. Or alternatively, we are a them and and the other ones, you know, I mean, we're switching the name, so it doesn't matter, I guess. That was a bad analogy because it's basically we pick a group and it becomes our group, us. And, And then in the course of that discussion, our group is right, And the other group is wrong. And from that, such irrationality can flow. That it can knock your socks off. Literally knock your socks off. And yet, my friends, I say to you, I have seldom been in a situation that has reached the point of chaos, out-of-control chaos, where both sides don't bear some responsibility. Something has happened that causes one side to feel threatened, and something has happened that causes the other side to feel threatened. Now, you really do not need to be deciding. In those situations, if you truly are in the middle, you were not involved in creating the threatening drama for either side. So you truly have no role there. And why is it we as humans can not seem to avoid picking sides and voicing opinions. 
And the more we pick this, in, the more we voice an opinion and burrow into a favored side, the more out of control everything is because we weren't part of the beginning of it all. And and you just want to say, wait, wait, I want to go back. I want to I want to retrace my steps and come back. But now we're starting to explain why these other people are right. Ah, oh, Brian is here. Good morning, Brian. I, I was just in the middle of a thought and I will bring you up to speed on what where we are. But we get in the middle of it of it's trying to justify why we're staying in the middle of this chaos that we didn't have any role in creating, my friends. And in that process, we start explaining, and we not only explain our behavior, we explain other people's behavior. And the reality is, there's only one being that you have control over. There's only one being whose behavior you control. And that's you. And... You have a couple of choices once you in this situation. We're talking, Brian, about being in a situation where you're in the middle of other people's conflicts. And in the choices, you know, of so many times people choose us and them and, and make themselves um, become a part of the embedded in the situation as opposed to stepping back. The solution in that circumstance, my friends, is to say, I don't like feeling this way. Remember the feeling that you had this morning when we started of being at peace, knowing that no matter what you've done, you are enough in the eyes of God. Having God hold your hand right now. I don't like this chaos. Say, I don't like these feelings God, show me what lessons there are in this for me and step back. And if everyone in this chaotic situation could do that and step back and say, what don't I like? And look, become engaged in some introspection. The circumstance I'm involved in involves people leaving business and one business says you shouldn't have left and you're damaging us and the business they went the person went to is being impacted you know and how do you deal with all that well you know what the person in the middle who truly had nothing to do with it needs to not have us and them needs to not pick sides but allow it to sort out and ask god what lesson is in it for them why are they here And it could be it's a very simple lesson like you don't have anything to do with this. You don't have to pick sides, which would be a big sigh of relief. And then the other people who are demanding that sides be picked, as each one of them stop defending their decisions and start listening to each other or letting go of the past and moving into the present and knowing that the way things are right now, not with attention, but with where the people are placed in their life is the way it's supposed to be. There are going to be people out there, my friends, that you will never satisfy. And every time you defend your choices and why you did something, explain it, you take away from the wonder of you. You adopt their chaos. You can say simply to such people, I understand your feelings. I guess we just don't agree on this one. And and you let it go. Because there's room for everyone to be moving down the road when everyone is moving down the road in love. But if we don't show others what love is, 
including self-love, we're going to be in trouble. We're going to continue to have guns and fists and feet. And the chaos of all of this judgment of trying to lead people to some sort of perfect place. And we're going to continue to have altruism as the definition of what God wants. And God does not want you to sacrifice yourself for others. He wants you to love yourself so that when you love others, they know that they are getting a part of a beautiful, beautiful experience. And that, I think, is a mind shift for our society. Brian, I'm sorry we we did a little prayer waiting for you for the first ten minutes. And now uh, you've just heard I've been talking a bit about uh, letting go of defensiveness. And I'm very interested in hearing what you have to say. And good morning, Brian. Yes, first off, good morning. Good morning, listeners. Sorry for my absence, but I'm here now, and that's what matters. And I think I really enjoy your topic, really enjoy this topic for this morning, because so often we get invested in a stance, and we try to defend it. And we just simply start getting to arguments and fights. And and we've all experienced it. We all have, to where eventually it becomes to where we're not even – defending ourselves or trying to make our point, shall I say, as to what it was that was our way of seeing things. Eventually, as you bicker and argue, it just becomes a battle of who's right and who's wrong. And the whole reason you started the conversation or the encounter was to try to help each other see something. But when we invest ourselves too much in something, we lose ourselves in it, and then it just becomes a pointless runaround of arguing. So I think there's a point to where, yes, we can simply allow someone to know our views and explain to them and maybe explain to them a few different ways, but make sure that we don't lose ourselves in simply saying, you're right and I'm wrong, but rather, okay, I see the way you see it, but here's how I see it. And then they come back and they say, well, here's how I see it and so on. And there's always a point where you're either going to come to an agreement or you're not going to come to an agreement. And it doesn't have to be to where you come to an agreement. You can simply say, like Mara said, okay, that's the way you see it. That's not the way I see it, though. Let us move on. Because we're not here to change one another. I realize that I'm here to become clear inside myself. I also realize that every encounter, every moment, every person that I come across is an opportunity for me to get more clear inside of myself. And if I keep that as the focus, but I'm not here to change other people and make them better per se, but rather to make myself better, and then my actions and behaviors and the way I treat others with love will help them to be better for themselves. And when we can make that shift and realize that we're not here to walk around and save the world, but rather to make ourselves clear and to get into a space of peace, then we become effective in what it is that we all truly want, which is to come together and to work together rather than bicker and argue all day long about anything and everything, and we do, until we realize and we make that, like Mara said, that mind shift. When we make that mind shift, we see things differently, and when we see things differently, we then respond differently. And that's where the shift needs to take place, in the mind. And a lot of times to make that shift, we first have to get out of our mind so that we can see it from a different point of view because it was Einstein who said, you can't solve a problem from the same frame of mind that created it. So when you find yourself in the middle of a problem, if you're sitting in that frame of mind, bickering and arguing, or or feeling depressed or worrying about the fact that there is a, quote, problem that you're facing, you're just going to stay in that space. But once you move out of it, you say, okay, I accept that I'm here. I accept that you have your point of view and I have mine. Let us not get lost in that. Let us see things differently by having that mind shift. And when we can become aware of that and allow ourselves to make that shift, then we move on instead of 
digging our ditch dip, deeper and deeper just by simply spinning our tails and chasing our tails and staying in that same frame of mind. Yes, yes. When we find ourselves having to pick between sides, you know, we we are definitely not headed down the road to a peace convention. And not at all. Peace is what peace is what you want. Peace is truly what you want. And I um I think that this is a seminal topic and, and seminal is um kind of a fancy legal legal word, but it's a core issue. It really is a core issue and you if you truly want peace you have to let go of trying to control other people and embrace loving yourself. There are too many times in my church, churches when I was young, that I would see these women who were just, I mean, they had no energy. They had no energy. And they were constantly working to get the gold pin and and get some recognition for how valuable they were. And people took advantage of them now that I look back as an adult. And if instead they had loved themselves, then people would have realized, would have realized what a treasure gift they were getting of this person's time so when the person is always available then people think nothing about scheduling her or him to do something but when the person says no i'm sorry i'm not available then i'm taking care of my family or i'm doing this or i'm doing that then the next thing you know i've been at the pastor parish meetings where people will come in patting themselves on the back and they said hey i really i got tom to agree to do this it's like tom had extra value because tom did so very little extra and that created resentment and now i realize tom loved himself tom took time to make sure that the things that were close to him were taken care of first. And so when he came to the table and sat down with us, we knew that his time was valuable. And believe it or not, it was treated that way. So start first with loving yourself, my friends. And I think that that's the title of this show, You Are Okay?, but I think it is it is truly a core, that's a core shift that needs to begin. Two is loving ourselves. And in church so many times they talked about how, you know, you shouldn't pray for yourself. Forget that noise. Of course you can pray for yourself. God loves you. How, you know, if you don't pray for yourself, who will? Do we have to wait till you get to a place where where the road is so flat and you are so much a part of the road that you, you can hardly lift your finger up and then suddenly someone notices you and says, well, let's pray for so-and-so? No, my friends. It's not necessary. That's not part of the formula. It's not necessary. It may be the part of the way we've done things but it's not the way we need to do things. So pray for yourself, love yourself, and don't feel compelled to excuse yourself. We've all been with people. We've all been in this situation ourselves where we say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, over and over and over again. What are we sorry for? Save the words so they have some meaning. There may be a time when you do regret something you've done, but don't just regret existing. 
Don't regret being alive. And if you're with someone who is being sorry too much, and I will take odds it's a woman, then help that person to let go of that sense and to treasure and love herself or himself. It could be a guy. But young girls seem to learn those words very early, and it's very hard to dislodge them from their vocabulary. One time someone suggested to me, after I'd become a lawyer, and I was in my 30s when I became a lawyer, she suggested that instead of saying, I'm sorry, I apologize. And that she never wanted to hear me say I was sorry again. That was pretty dramatic, never again. But I guess here I was, a lawyer, being sorry all over the place. And so suddenly it became something that I reserved for apologies. And suddenly it meant something. And suddenly I started valuing, beginning the very first step of valuing myself and knowing that was okay. It took a lot of years, but knowing that was okay. And what a wonderful Brian, I'm going to let you... T- oh. What a wonderful lesson. Thank you. And I'd, yes, I'd like to just come back a little bit here to this topic of defensiveness because it can rule our lives. And there is a saying in sports that the best defense is a good offense. But when we realize that attack is defense in some way, Because, in fact, not in some way, it is defense just showing itself on the other side of the coin, you could say. Because what is attack? Attack is saying it's me against them, and if I get them first, they have no opportunity to get me. So that's the best defense. Because if I have to sit back and and react to someone attacking me, then I'm at the disadvantage. So I'm going to instead get an advantage and get to them first, and so, therefore, I don't have to waste my time in defense mode. I can get them. But that is what perpetuates the whole experience of attack, attack and defense. Because without attack, defense is not required. And we can only defend and attack when we think there's two or more. But when we realize that there's just all one thing going on, we can call that thing energy. We can call it God. We can call it source. Whatever we want to call it, it's truly all that there is, and it's the same. It makes up everything. Science is telling us that everything is made up of atoms and energy, and the way it forms and makes and looks is just unique, and that's what makes life so beautiful, and precious, and glorious. And so, when we start to make that shift that we're talking about here, it's a mental shift, it's a vibrational shift. It's a shift in our awareness from us against them, which I have said before is them and us, deadly, to recognizing and loving ourselves and therefore recognizing and loving our brother and sister, realizing that we truly are all equal. And I don't just mean that fancifully, this word equal. We are equal. We might not all be displaying our equality, or shall I, I could use the word potential, because we all have the equal potential to be great and grand in our expression of life, in our own unique ways, of course. And some of us might be expressing those, that potential to a greater extent than others. But that doesn't mean that the other one who's not expressing their greatness can't. They indeed can And as we start to express our uniqueness and our potential, we help everyone else to see that a greater potential can be reached inside of them. But if we're reaching that space for ourselves and telling everyone else that they're lesser than, 
and now they have to bow at our feet or something, then we're putting a separation aspect in there to say that only I have the ability to get to this space and you don't. So we can't lose ourselves in that expression. We need to recognize that there is an equality to all of life and live from that space and gift everyone with their beauty by recognizing their beauty within them even when they're not recognizing for themselves. Like Mara always states from Neil Donald Walsh, see more in others than they are showing you. But you can see that in others when you're seeing that in yourself. So when your eyes are focused in and you're expressing and living from that space within inside of yourself, the way you see and experience other people is different. They might still be showing and displaying the same negative, lower vibration expressions, but you're seeing more there than what they're displaying. And then because that's how you're seeing them, you'll respond to them from the way you're seeing them and not from the way that they see themselves. And if someone is acting a fool, shall we say, and you're not responding to them in the way that they would expect you to respond, they're going to be thrown off kilter, you could say. Because if you get into playing this game, and we've all played the games, where we take on a particular attitude or we take on a particular stance and we're going to defend our stance, if someone else doesn't play the game with us, then there's no game to be played. The game ends because it takes two to tango. And so when we remove ourselves from that particular game, they can't play that game anymore. So they can either choose, when we're seeing them from the space of love, to see that space within them and within you, or to leave your experience, to walk away. And that's fine. But what did it do? It didn't get you into that same trap of bickering and arguing and lowering your vibration and pretty much wasting your time. So that's the importance and the benefit of keeping that focus and recognizing that only from that experience that's internal can we be more effective in bringing about the experience of peace in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and that each part, of, each part is valuable. That, you know, it's, we've said this before, but, you know, if, if everything on our planet is a jigsaw puzzle, then there's a spot, there's a piece for everything. And, if every, and every person is a part of everything. And so, you know, all the parts are needed. And if you know someone, if I may add, if you know someone who is altruistic to a fault, please, please start recognizing and encouraging others to recognize that person's contributions so that you can begin backfilling for that person their sense of value and then stop taking advantage of that person. Don't allow them and don't you don't need to hurt their feelings to say no we value you we want you to take this time off it's okay it's okay because as brian so beautifully said we are all equal let us take care of you for a moment let us take care of you. Let us serve you the spaghetti at the spaghetti dinner. Let us honor you with the glow of the candles marching down the aisle. Let us watch you sit uh, at home and watch TV as we have done so many times while we chaperone the game or the dance. Let us, 
And as soon as we all start trying to show our love, there's not going, there's going to be so many people around to help that it won't be necessary to focus on just one person to fill in the void. And what is so sad to me, my friends, is that so many times that person is full of sorries, excuses, and defenses, is always explaining why they did what they did. And you want to take them, I want to take them and hug them and say, my God, my friend, thank you for doing it. I don't care it's not perfect. Looks perfect to me. Looks perfect to me. Oh, heaven forbid we're one poinsettia shy here. Oh, it looks beautiful. Use loving words to reinforce the value of those people who serve us so graciously. And then step past your words and start contributing your labor. But as you do it, do it lovingly to that person so they don't feel that they're losing something, but instead they're gaining the respect, the value that they were seeking for so long. My mom and dad always say there's there's many different ways to do these things. And there are. And so many people are blunt, but they aren't blunt cushioned in love. Brian, we are coming up on our last two minutes here. I am so glad you called in. And so am I. And I'm loving this topic. I'm so glad that I was able to join you this morning. Me and too. Hope, do you want to do... Oh, excuse me, go ahead. I was just going to say, I hope everyone who is listening this morning got something out of this because I know that I did. And I cherish this time with you, Mara, and with all of you listeners. I do too, Brian. I do too. And uh, I missed you this morning. We started with a meditation because I thought, well, we'll just when we finish the meditation, you'll be there. And then we extended it a little bit. And uh, I know there's been too much of uh, Mara talking today, but uh, my friends, we are so honored that you all join us. Brian, I am, I am a better person from knowing you, and I thank you for doing Sunday mornings with me. And uh, would you like to do this topic again next week? Oh, yes, indeed. We can definitely expand oh. on this topic. Okay, we'll do that. We'll we'll talk about this some more next week, and hopefully we'll have some callers in. And uh, I want to thank you all for joining us today. And uh, next week, so that you know, will be our last show. Uh, We'll do next Sunday, then we won't do the following Sunday, and then we will do one after New Year's. So um, the first Sunday after New Year's, at least I will be there. And um, I'm, making, I'm saying this for Brian without having committed to him, with committing him, but we will not do one the Sunday following uh, Christmas. Uh, for those of you who will not be with us between now and then because you're traveling, may you travel safe. And may you know always that God is holding your hand. May you cellularly remember the feeling of being with God and know that you want no other feeling but that feeling of peace so that you can let go of being in the middle of self-induced and other-induced chaos. Learn the lesson you need to learn and move on in love. Peace be with you all between now and next Sunday. Brian? Thank you, Mara. Thank you, listeners. Peace be with you all. Have a blessed day and a blessed week. Namaste. Namaste.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.